0: What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite, favorite, favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as mental illness across all social media platforms. This is your first time seeing my face or hearing my lovely, lovely, lovely voice. I'm I'm a diagnosed narcissist and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD. Get more people into therapy, and also validate the victims, survivors, and thrivers of said disorder, said traits, said toxic people, and things like that, y'all. Who know that not everybody who who is abusive is a narcissist. Um, so today's episode is going to be about how to identify a narcissist early on. This is one of the main questions I get, y'all. This is all, across all my platforms. If y'all just watch me, if y'all just watch me on YouTube, i um, you know YouTube. I'm pretty cool, but like TikTok is my biggest platform. I have over a million people that follow me on TikTok and I have Facebook and I also have, you know, Instagram and I also have Twitter. So I, I get a lot of questions on a lot of different platforms. And I, my email is always open to y'all, so I get emails and stuff like that too. So this is one of the most asked question across the pretty much across the board. You know what I mean? How do I identify narcissists early on? What are some of the red flags? If you're listening, if you're watching this in person, you see the red flags. Podcast, not so much. Um what are some of the red flags that people experience when you're dealing with narcissistic people? What are the red flags, Lee? Tell us the red flags. So, y'all, I always tell people: speed, going fast, moving extremely fast, is the weapon of a toxic narcissistic person. It it just is, y'all. I know not all narcissists move fast, and not all people who move fast are narcissists. But to me, moving fast is a red flag. If you, y'all, I always tell this. I always tell this people like if you feel like um. If you feel like you're passing... I call it a relationship mile markers. Because like a relationship with, they, with anybody is like being in a vehicle, y'all. It's like y'all are getting... This is how relationships work in my mind. Like, you have a car. It's one big car. It's like a van, y'all. It could be a minivan. You are, one of y'all is driving... Uh, well, not, not both of y'all can drive the car. You mean it's a driver's ed vehicle, y'all. There's steering wheels and gas pedals and brakes on both sides of the car, right? So, on both sides of the car... You both get into the car and you're driving the car together. You know what I mean? And typically, in a normal relationship, in a non-toxic-ass, non-narcissistic relationship, the car is going about 45 miles per hour. That's the standard speed limit, right? Y'all are passing relationship mile markers at a, at a standard time. You know what I mean? Moving in together, a year or something like that. You know what I mean? I love you, six, eight, nine, ten months. You know what I mean? Something like that. You know what I mean? Introducing to each, each other's family way down the road. But when you're in a relationship with a narcissistic person, I tell y'all speed is the weapon of narcissism. So when you're in a car with a narcissist, you're going 75 miles per hour or 100. You're on the same highway, so you're passing those, those mile markers a lot faster. You're getting, to the, you're getting to the finish line a lot faster. So instead of saying I love you in six to eight, nine months, whatever, three months, four months, you're saying it a weekend, two weeks in. I never felt this way by anybody else. Three weeks in. You know what I mean? That's, that's going too fast. You meet the parents on a second date. Y'all introducing each other to, y'all, y'all meeting kids and stuff like that on the third, fourth date, two months in. Y'all living together, talking about kids a week into the relationship. You know what I mean? Your path is like, y'all are speeding. Slow down. If this is forever, if we're going to be in this car together forever, why do we need the speed to get there? Why do we need the speed? Slow down, y'all. And if you tell somebody setting boundaries by saying no or telling someone to slow down setting your boundary y'all is one damn way you can point out a red flag say no like, hey' we going too fast can we tap the brakes you are in the car as well tap the damn brakes just just tap the brakes Skrr, skrr, skrr. hey we're going 100 this is a, a, this is a 45 mile power zone we're going 100 Skrr. tap the brakes I mean or you can slam or you can, put, or you can slam the brake you can push your foot to the floor and slam, slam on the brakes whatever makes you feel most comfortable do that y'all because so many people give in to toxic narcissistic people and allow them to drive the car with their hands off the steering wheel, then you lose. There's, you're speeding by relationship mile markers. You're going too damn fast. Slow down. If you want to tap the brakes and they push back on you tapping the brakes or they threaten to leave you alone, well, I know somebody else who will get in this car and ride. Will go fast with me. I'll find somebody else. Then let them go find some damn body else, y'all. A lot of times you get into these relationship dynamics, y'all you you get you get into people pleaser mode or codependency mode or just afraid to be alone mode and they threaten to go find somebody else. Let their ass go find somebody else instead of y'all just okay, no no, I'm sorry, just drive as fast as they can't can drive as fast as you want to. And y'all end up feeling feeling and looking stupid down the road. You mean your hair blown like the the window, you got the windows down in the course, your hair done blown everywhere. Slow down, y'all. That's just the easiest way to do it. Slow down, y'all. Another way, to spot, another way to spot a narcissistic or toxic person, early on, the overt ones are not so hard to spot, y'all. Typically, overt narcissistic people make, typically center the conversation around themselves. Early on into relationship dynamic, the overt ones, the kind of you know that you can feel that they're narcissists. You know it. <clears throat> <clears throat> they like to be the center of attention and stuff like that, so they make everything about them. They're just bragging about their achievements and things like that. You don't get to get a word in. They don't even care about what you have going on. It's all about them. That's a red flag as well, y'all. They they just focus on themselves. That selfishness, that ego is just the ego is, y'all. It, you, it seems like it's a dinner for two, y'all. Had a, y'all at a dinner for two, but it's actually a dinner for three. You, that person, and their ego. Their ego is sitting right beside them, loud as hell, just beating on the table, beating on their chest or whatever, making loud noises and telling you telling you how far or how good they are, how many people want them, how much money they got, whatever. That's those are the easy ones to spot, y'all. The covert ones, not so much so. The covert ones, like myself, make it about you. Make it yeah, make it all about you. I'm a great listener, and you you. And typically, when you, when you deal with people who when you, when I deal with people who are not used to being listened to, it's just easy. It's easier that way. I do listen. They'll like if I you get it gets to the point where covert narcissistic people will just allow you to just overshare. If you are overshare, you lose. I'm just I'm just telling you. You just sharing trauma on the first day. Y'all y'all at Red Lobster cracking you know, cracking uh cracking lobsters open and cracking open your hearts and spilling trauma all over trauma dumping all over the table. You know what I mean? <laughs> but guess what? That covert narcissistic person is sharing minimal information with you. You're just opening up the the, the treasure your your treasure 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 chest of trauma. They just sitting over there giving you bare minimum answers, giving yes and nos, just surface level stuff. You done dug deep. You didn't you, you 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 know, you you the crust of the earth deep into your life, telling them about your childhood, what your ex has done wrong to you. You know you're giving them the blueprint to manipulate you with. That's you know when I tell people that's could be red flaggy if they're making it all about you. They're not if they're not sharing things with you that you're sharing things with them. That's red flaggy y'all. Oversharing and there, oversharing and undersharing. You have to make sure it's equal sharing of information, y'all. Equal back and forth. You're not just dumping on them and they're just taking it in and give you back minimal information or sharing minimal things with you. How does it? Yeah. You know, how does it work at all? That doesn't work for anybody. I'm just like that doesn't. How, how, how does it work for anybody in any situation? It doesn't. So as I tell people in these situations, you have to be, you have to take hold in these situations and like make sure there's equal information distribution. Slow it down. You, you feel like you're oversharing? Well, I don't I, well, Lee, I can't help but overshare. Well, you can't help but be an intoxication to take advantage of. You need to slow down. I can't help it. Oh, well, okay, cool. It, yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm just telling you what y'all need to do to slow yourselves down. You know what I mean? And typically the narcissistic people, not all of them, y'all. Th- this is my this is my last little bit of relationship advice right here. Leave on the at the first violation, y'all. If they catch you in, if you catch them in a lie, if you catch them being deceptive, if you catch them gaslighting you or manipulating you later on, leave at the first damn instance. You just leave. You don't have you know, giving people second chances so early on, y'all. It don't make that that right there don't make sense to me. If you have a horrible first date, right, where that person is just they are not your type and they beg and plead for you to get them a second date. Why would you give them a second date? So they can act. So the first date, they showed you who they were. Now, the second one, you give them a chance to manipulate you with. The second date is, of course, the second date is typically going to go better because now they're not going to act how they, how they normally act. They're going to change their whole, whole personality up and start to mirror you. You know what I mean? And that could be another red flag early on, too. If y'all have too much in common, y'all, no two people are alike on this planet, y'all. If y'all have too much in common where you're telling them your likes and dislikes and they're saying the same thing back to you, then no. No, 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 no. If they ask the question, what are you looking for in a significant other? No, 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 no. no. That's a red flag. Don't answer that question, y'all. Oh, I look for what I look for. I look for what I like. You know what? I, mean? I don't like to tell people because uh, I look for honesty and in, tr- in truth. You don't have to surface level. You don't have to go If they if somebody asks you, what are you looking for in a significant other? You do not answer that question with specificity, y'all. Once you give them a specific answer of what you're looking for, they just become that. Or they just avoid the things that you're not looking for. Stop giving people the blueprint to manipulate you with. What are you looking for in a significant other? Is a leading manipulative question. What are you looking for in a significant other? Oh, I'm looking for I'm looking for somebody who likes this and likes that likes that. Oh, guess what? I like all those things. Ha ha ha. Wink and they wink at the camera. They they wink. Like they talk about this other in the third person. Take your time, y'all. It's just you know. Once you feel it, trust yourself. If you, if it doesn't feel right, it's not right, y'all. Your intuition is kicking in. Those are not butterflies. That's anxiety. You know what I mean? That's danger. Your, your, your dangerous, your dangerous, uh, sensors in your body are shooting off. That is, those are not butterflies. That's danger. That's going on inside of your body. So slow yourself down, protect yourself, and trust your damn intuition, y'all. Well, let me wrap this thing up shortly, y'all. Y'all know see, y'all see the shirt. The brand is still alive and well. I Love Me, the self-love brand, is available right now. Um, I'm brave, I'm aware, I'm resilient. Look, the link is in the description of every video I do. You know, thank y'all for whoever's purchased so far. Thank y'all so much for the support. I, it's unbelievable. I'm, thank y'all. Um, anyway, y'all, like and subscribe for more. And as always, mental health in the cell. Peace.